power on. Time for game talk. Ooh, the Golden Stallion, the man of tomorrow, Savzu, the rated R radio star, the thriller that is Savzilla, baby, here for you for a little game talk. And oh boy, <laughs> have we got a lot to talk about. Uh, well, we're actually going to do a full review um, in this episode. But before that, I do have a couple bits of news I want to get into um, with this. And the first bit of news that I want to talk about. Actually, you know what? Let's break right into talking about the PlayStation Classic, which as of the release of this episode of Game Talk is just a couple days, just a few days away. Uh, December 3rd, 2018 is the official release date for the $99.99 retro console from Sony. With 20 games that we have talked about countless times now, really, on various Patreon uh, episodes, as well as I think I briefly talked about it on a Sovereign Tech Prime episode recently, uh, and it's a rather disappointing list. Some classics there, a lot of things missing, though, no doubt about it. So that's not ground that I'm going to rehash here. Certainly that is an issue. Um, but there are some points that I want to recover or some points, some new points actually that have come out that have recently been discovered uh, that I want to break down and get into as to why just, just to further put the nail in the coffin on why this system shouldn't be bought. In fact, now, granted, there might be ways to do more of a hack on this. Pretty much the main argument that a lot of people are making as to why you may want this system is that there's the potential that it will get hacked to where it could handle, uh, you know, you could put in whatever games that you want onto the system. Um, that That is something up to, I think, personal preference and choice, because now I think really what's going on here, and granted, this could be hacked too. I mean, the, the, I'll explain what the couple hacks that are going to have to happen here as far as that goes. Um, but this system we now know actually operates, it's using an open source emulator that's been, you know, hammered on and worked on for over a, a decade, uh, that being... Uh, E E P sorry E P S X E okay that is and we've mentioned that before that that's what's working on but now we know they didn't even fully implement all of the features that that emulator allows for in the first place uh, this is a major major issue uh, because the other part that we found out about this is this is going to get into where hacking might not necessarily be viable as uh, you know a viable reason to get this as well um, but we found out that so. Even when you plug this baby in, one of the arguments for why the retro consoles are so great is because it allows you to play these classic games very quickly, very easily, just push the on button onto modern televisions, okay? And that is a big deal uh, because, you know, we're talking 720p, 1080p, 4K, whatever, you know, not that any of these are really upscaling to 4K necessarily, but they're giving you some upscaling and making it look good and connect to HDMI and so on, you know, with a modern television. And that's a very valid reason to want to you know to want to do any of this um but come to find out they are (laughs) this is unbelievable for some reason sony is using the pal versions as compared to ntsc they're using the pal versions of uh of you know of these uh the roms i guess you could say or the the images it should be more disc images these aren't exactly roms uh but the disc images that they are using for tekken 3 and you know the 20 games that are available on the system this causes frame rate issues because pal runs at what like 50 hertz or whatever i mean like it's stupid slow and there's 
the problem there is that sure frame rate issues can occur but the graphics themselves also on 720p are already so muddy they didn't do anything to help out with the with the look of i mean because these games are already kind of ugly in the first place right like the 3d was very very nascent very early and so they're already pretty ugly um using the pal versions and also not allowing for a feature that a lot of most of the other mini console retro mini consoles offer that being scan lines that not being possible to put just a scan line filter on it could have cleaned up a lot of this graphical problem it could have hid a lot of the uh, you know the errant pixels that are creating this issue and it would you know really would have helped out with the frame rate and so on but they did not put that there and that was something that we have brought up in the past is that when the initial reviews came in for this hardware and now people are getting the final versions of this there i mean the the menu system the features available outside of the games themselves very very minuscule very minor very spartan um i mean yeah there's like you know you can do restore states and save states at any points in the game and everything and all that's great and it emulates the memory cards pretty great uh that's those are feature sets that other mini consoles have offered as well including both of nintendo's offerings but that said i mean that's all you're getting there is no other i mean even the presentation honestly looks like shit uh everything about it looks like shit and you're not even getting these options for you know different um you know different screen filters that you could put on uh or i mean it would have even been nice if you could have where like with the 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 snes classic or the snes classic where it gives you the option to put in some kind of like filler background on the black bars and everything uh the stretching on this is also a major flaw the stretching to get it to 720p i mean this is a really really bad situation for modern televisions it does not look good and you could say that's minor and maybe you're willing to look past that and etc and if you are you are but you are you've got to be such a diehard really to to want i think this machine and to love it now to get into the hacking situation here i think there's actually two real things that you would have to solve as far as hacking because the funny thing is the problem i was just describing about using screen filters and so on like a like a scan line filter that just makes it looks like makes it look like there's scan lines like there would be on an old crt okay i mean it's just it's an effect it's a trick but it's a trick that would have solved a lot of these uh, uh issues of upscaling to a modern television okay epsxe the emulator the open source emulator that sony did not develop and probably tried to take down at one point ironically you know off of the internet uh that that has the ability to put in i mean to like fix a lot of these scaling issues which is probably why they use it in the first place but they're not letting you use a full featured version of epsxe so i think for hacking to even be worthwhile on this because the games are probably going to come out looking ugly, even if you could put them on there. All right. You'd have to, I, I would think to make this viable for even hacking, you know, for making it a hack job where, where you can add your own games and then it becomes like something worthwhile to own, which is the main argument that, you know, not journalists, because journalists won't be completely honest with you, but that, you know, a lot of the community is talking about. You'd have to unlock all of the features in EPSXE, I think, to make that really worthwhile, because you got to be able to do shit to clean up that screen and to clean up those graphics a little bit, which EPSXE does wonderfully. 
it's such a pity that they didn't at least give you the options you know i mean there's plenty of well it seems pretty clear that sony just didn't really care i mean this is totally a uh, not hashtag me too but what in silicon valley what you call a me too product i mean absolutely a me too product and one that is completely lackluster compared to what nintendo was uh the time that nintendo put in the loving care that nintendo put in and that even honestly uh the c64 mini and uh the neo geo mini both did significantly better i mean the neo geo mini has a pretty spartan menu as well uh but still it does a far better job of making sure that everything gets uh, you know looks good on a modern television um i i mean i personally i really felt so which speaking of the neo geo mini uh another little tidbit of news as far as game talk goes uh there is going to be a neo geo mini holiday edition and it has more games i think it has 48 compared to the 40 that it originally that the the snk neo geo mini international had uh, and also there's some games though missing that the international version of the Neo Geo Mini had that's missing from the holiday edition, but then the holiday edition of course has more games. This is wildly confusing. I mean, I knew, the, I knew the Japanese edition of the Neo Geo Mini and the, uh, in the Neo Geo Mini International had a different game set, which you expect that with any of these retro console releases, because there's games that were huge in Japan that only ever got released in Japan. Uh, and so, you know, they, they never really would translate over to here for whatever reason. Hell, might even be cultural. But anyway, very odd that they're going to have a holiday edition. Uh, interestingly, the holiday edition, though, is a complete package because a lot of people complained that the Neo Geo Mini International, uh, I ran into the same problem where it's using some, you know, not so readily available stuff uh, for connecting to the television and so on. Uh, And I guess there were models that sold without a controller, even though it, you know, the Neo Geo Mini has a, uh, you know, has the built on controls, has a little joystick and the buttons and everything already on it. Um, But this one comes with more stickers. It comes with screen protectors which SNK released both of those more stickers and screen protectors uh, after the fact that when the the new Geo Mini International actually ended up selling very well. We don't have exact numbers, but we do know that it has been selling pretty well. Uh, but it also comes with two controllers, which used to have to buy a special bundle from Amazon to be able to get that as far as with the international version. And it comes with the HDMI cable and, uh, and a, a proper power cable, which those were... Well, I mean, the other one came with a power cable, too, but I think this one actually comes with a power brick, which those are weird things because the power connector for the Neo Geo Mini International was USB-C and... You know, to to have that connect to a television, I mean, they had that where it worked out, but I think a lot of people maybe wanted certain adapters, whatever, and it didn't always uh, work the best. So, but the other issue was the bigger issue, really, for me, and where I had to wait a couple days before I really tore into my Neo Geo Mini International was that it used mini HDMI, and I didn't have a mini HDMI to full-size HDMI cable laying around. But now the holiday edition of that console is going to come with that. So really, one of the ma- again, one of the major complaints is that it wasn't a complete package. It didn't come with everything you needed to get started playing, especially with, uh, you know, someone you wanted to have fun with. You know, it was over the house, whatever. Uh, now that is going to be so with the holiday edition. And it has a new, like, red styling. It kind of looks like, honestly, it looks a little bit, the arcade cabinet, mini arcade cabinet that it is, looks a little bit like a uh, like a christmas tree so <laughs> i mean as far as coloring and everything it's, it's, it's interesting um i don't know that i would bother getting that just because the neo geo mini international has so many of the games that i would want i didn't see anything that was like really blowing up my skirt as far as something that i would want to really have my hands on also keep under you know 
you do have for the Nintendo Switch, they had the SNK 40th Anniversary Collection come out, which has way more um, than you know than than these mini consoles would have, and you get it for like half the price, or actually less than that. So. And that allows for DLC where you can get even more games added on as to where most people, I haven't seen a hack yet for the Neo Geo Mini International uh, to where you could add on games to it. Um, I'm sure maybe that'll come some at some point. Maybe people won't bother because the controllers were a little rough. But that leads to, what a segue, wasn't planning on that, but that leads to the conversation of the second hack that really I think the, PlaySta- the PlayStation Classic uh, requires to make it a viable system for even just even if it is hacked to play, you know, your whatever your your disk images that you already have and that you're going to custom install on it. And that is I think you're going to have to figure out a hack where you can get and again, the emulator is open source. So there's not really a good reason why it couldn't be done. Someone just has to be intrepid enough or enterprising enough to do it because uh, the emulator EPSXE can certainly handle a DualShock controller. But you're going to have to do a hack where you could take an actual DualShock controller, whatever version with USB. I mean, hell, if they, you know, take one from the PS3 or something like that, uh, or if it just can be done through an adapter, I have those adapters where I can plug in PlayStation 2 or PlayStation 1 controllers into a, you know, into an adapter that has that proprietary connector at one end and then USB at the other. Um, but where you could use a DualShock controller with the PlayStation Classic. That just has to happen. Uh, the complaints have already come in on a lot of games where people got used to, because the, the first DualShock controller with the little analog sticks, which is really what you want, the rumble feature, who gives a shit, but the, the sticks are very important. Um, it, it, like the, the reviews that come in that people are playing Metal Gear Solid and so on, and they are, again, this that controller came out in 97 the DualShock controller came out in 97 and so a lot of people were used to playing these classic games already with the DualShock controller uh so that's got a that's another hack that really has to happen to make this viable to make this worthwhile to where you're not just using say you know Raspberry Pi or where you're not just using your laptop or computer because it doesn't take a whole ton of horsepower uh you know to play a PlayStation 1 game. Hell, most smartphones can do it with really great emulators, actually, that are likely also initially based off in some form or fashion off of EPSXE. Uh, you know, the, the, to, to make it worthwhile otherwise, you know, than to just do those things that I just listed off, I think those are the two hacks. You got to unlock all of the features that EPSXE has, that the emulator has. Particularly, we want those scan line filters, uh, you know, screen filters, and then also the really the ability ability to use um you know to use a dual shock controller however that takes shape and whatever dual shock controller you have to use i mean if it ends up having to be where it's a ps3 because in the ps3 controller have you isn't that usb on one end even though they have the wireless ones as well uh or the bluetooth ones whatever you, you know make that happen um and that but that's the only way that i think this becomes viable even as a hacked playstation classic uh otherwise it really this is the case where you're not you're not really getting a great presentation here. So it's not like, I mean, with the Super Nintendo or, you know, with, yeah, with the Super Nintendo Classic, with the NES Classic, uh, even with the Neo Geo Mini and the C64 Mini, there are a lot of great arguments, especially with the C64 Mini. The emulation on that is absolutely perfect. That's worth it alone. There are a lot of great arguments to make for those just in presentation. Okay. And 
you know, and why you want to have them, like the look even of the console and so on, um, that none of those arguments hold water with the PlayStation Classic. So, you know, the hack for it is going to have to be pretty substantial to even make it worthwhile to play hacked games or, you know, to play games that you install yourself via the hack. And however that even ends up happening, we, we're not sure. Um, and, and, you know, an interesting thing that somebody could do is if they did like a classic to magic where there is an external, this is a, this is something that's available you can find it. it's literally called classic the number two magic um, where you can connect it to your NES classic or your SNES classic and that will allow uh, that would allow you to actually plug in cartridges or micro SD cards to play emulated games now if you come out with something like that that attaches to the PlayStation classic and maybe that would allow you to connect dual shock controllers or that would allow you to maybe on a micro SD card uh, you know, pop in whatever disc images that you want to play of whatever game that doesn't happen to be on the PlayStation Classic out of the 20 that are there. Um, that could get really interesting if they did that. But then you're spending, you know, the Classic to Magic, I think, costs like 70 bucks when it first came out. I did get one. Uh, you know, then you're spending almost 200 bucks to say nothing of getting the DualShock controllers. You know, you're at least hashing out because like the best DualShock controllers that you can get today that aren't the official PlayStation ones are the ones from Hyperkin, their Brave Warrior model. Those run about 18 bucks a pop. They're great controllers. I mean, I have a couple, okay? But those run 18 bucks a pop. You're talking about over $200 just to make this system worthwhile. Uh, that's crazy. <laughs> okay. You know, and, and hell, I mean, especially if, and with classic magic, you'd want to do the micro SD card one. I suppose you could release an external like CD reader of some kind, but then what's the point? Just buy the fucking PlayStation. <laughs> like, Cause that's the nice thing with the classic to magic. You can plug in uh super Nintendo cartridges, full on cartridges, which is great. Cause you know, people, there's companies, mad cat games and so on that still uh, make, Super Nintendo games that come on the original cartridge and so on, you know, new games like Little Medusa and all that. I love those games. Um, or you have Unholy Night. I mean, like there's a bunch of different ones. Uh, the R-Type games that had been re-released on cartridge on Super Nintendo cartridge. You can't I mean, with the PlayStation, like really, you know, <laughs> Just buy, as I've said over and over again, still the best thing to do, in my opinion, is buy a PlayStation 2. Okay, get a slim PlayStation 2. You can get one for about 40 bucks. And then you you go through the process or you can even buy these preloaded like on eBay where you get the PlayStation 2 memory card and you put free McBoot on it. And then you can play all these games to your heart's fucking content, you know, and you can even play them off of USB drives. I mean, th there is no this really is not the way to go. The PlayStation Classic is just failing harder than we even expected. I just thought it would suck because the game selection was shit and because it was weird weird that it didn't have the DualShock controller. No, there's a bunch of reasons why this sucks now. And more and more are coming out, and I'm sure more and more will be found. And I don't even think it's worthwhile to hack because, I mean, that's going to be pretty extreme what you have to go through. And I think it just makes more sense, again, to rock a PlayStation 2 or if you have a PlayStation 3 or a Vita or whatever the hell you've got that can already play PlayStation games and doesn't even have the frame rate problems that we're describing, fuck do that. This is crazy. So anyway... Uh, we do have a review to get into, but before I get into that review, you might be wondering where, where, oh, where is 
the video for this. Um, so basically, the, the short story of this is is that there were video issues in what I was trying to put together um, when recording this episode. This episode originally was going to be a little bit different, and it was just going to be a review of uh, Super Mario Brothers Deluxe, the 99 Game Boy Color release of the re-release of the classic and and really, well, it's not remastering, but we'll talk. We'll we'll cover what all that means um, of the 1985 original, uh, you know, Super Mario Brothers. So, actually, my co-host, my Sovereign Tech co-host for the Star Wars update, um, Robin Freebeard, uh, he and I were talking the other night, and he had a brilliant idea. And I'm still gonna, I still have to figure out what exactly I'm going to do with this and how I'm going to make this happen. But he thought that Game Talk, the real way to do it, would be to do it on Twitch and have it as a Twitch show, but then that would make it not a Patreon show, okay? And he said, you know, it could really be something if you're doing that and you're covering all this and you're just streaming video through Twitch. And like he was saying, he had a buddy that kind of did something, uh, I mean, for not gaming, but something similar. Um, And he said, yeah, you know, do that, and then you could get a whole new audience off of Twitch, which could then lead to the podcast. And I thought it was just a brilliant idea. I was like, oh, man, no, no, you're you're, you're totally on uh, with that. So because I do want this to be video um, and this month it, it could have been video. Uh, but right now, just there's things that are being worked on and moved around with the BDSM studio to where video wasn't possible uh, at this time. But I wanted to make sure you still got your game talk. OK, uh, December would also be that if I am going to do the Twitch thing, I want your feedback on that. But also, you know, I am not going to do it until it probably wouldn't be until January, at least um, of 2019. In fact, maybe even February. And so you would get game talk as I was kind of originally intending uh, as is for now. Okay. As a Patreon, you know, perk for the $5 and up reward tier. So let me know what you think about that, about Game Talk actually really being an open public other show. And it's actually it would end up being on Twitch itself. Um, I could still put the audio version in the, you know, in the podcast feed. I don't know what the audio version would look like for that with Twitch. Um, I would certainly have to experiment with Twitch. And that's why I'm saying that it's not something I would do right away because I would want to figure out what's the best style to do for Twitch. I have a lot of research to do on that, but I thought it was a great idea. And as far as like getting to a different audience and maybe leading them to Sovereign Tech and then who knows what happens from there, uh, I think it's brilliant. So give me your feedback on that. You can comment on this episode. Uh, if you like, and and let me know what you think. The feedback you gave me about having Sovereign Tech go down to a one-hour show was fantastic, and I really and, and in depth, and I really appreciate what everyone had to say about it. And for everybody that took part in that poll, the poll is still going. If you want to find it on the Patreon page, just go to sovereigntech.com. Um, but yeah, give me your feedback on this idea as well, and. I'll tell you, if if I did do that, if it became an open public thing, I would find something else for you, you know, for the five dollar reward tiering up to have access to the, where it's exclusive to you. And if it's another podcast show of some kind, I will make that a thing. OK, I will figure something out. Maybe it'll be uh, the movie commentaries where it's a commentary track that you get to download that you can listen to while watching the movie that I'm commentating on. I know a lot of people are always excited about that. That might be a fun thing to do because I want it to be something geeky, uh, you know, for you to have access to. So let me know what you think about all that. And, and then we can go from there. But because of that and because of the video issues that I had in the studio, 
I want to make this a little bit of a longer episode. That's why we had the conversation about the PlayStation Classic. I also think it's appurtenant to what's going on in gaming right now. And it's really the first major flub in the you know retro wave, we could call it, um, of gaming that's going on right now. I think it's a huge fucking flub. Uh, but one thing that maybe wasn't so much of a flub is the main uh, feature of this episode of Game Talk, which is my review of a game that I recently replayed on my Nintendo, on my, sorry, I should say it, my new Nintendo 3DS XL, or no wait, it's the 2DS XL, sorry, uh, and there's no 3D features to this game that I'm about to talk about anyway, so not a big deal, but Super Mario Brothers Deluxe from 1999, originally released for the Game Boy Color, but I completely replayed it and went through full completion, uh, did the whole game on, on my 3DS. Now, there's really a lot to say about this game. Um, again, originally released in 99 for the, at least in the U.S., I think it wouldn't come out in Japan until the year 2000 uh, for the Game Boy Color. This was, in many ways, I think Nintendo's idea here. Not that I exactly like ever heard them say this, but this was meant to be the definitive version of what was for them, you know, their their ultimate game, not penultimate. That means second to greatest. And but this game would end up actually selling very well uh, for the Game Boy Color. Of course, the Game Boy Color itself was a wild uh, success. The thing is, is that there's actually a lot of nuance in saying this is the ultimate version of Super Mario Brothers, of the original 1985 Super Mario Brothers. There's a lot of nuance in that, but honestly, there's already nuance even in the 3DS release or the 3DS re-release, which would come in 2014. Um, in fact, if you signed up to the 3DS's ambassador program, I believe at the time, you ended up getting a free download code to get this game completely for free. Otherwise, I think you have to pay $3.99 or something along those lines uh, for this. Is it worth that value? Yes, but it actually is not a direct... Uh, there's so many confusing things about this, but but it is missing features from the Game Boy Color version, which is kind of rare for 3DS ports uh, of this game. But really what it's missing is, in a way, makes sense. It's missing the versus mode. There was a versus mode that you could use the Game Boy Color link cable and you could take on someone else. You know, one other person would play uh, as Luigi and then you'd play as Mario or however you, you had that set up. And it would work in many ways, kind of like battling with Pokemon, right? How you could do multiplayer in that way. That versus mode has been removed from the 3DS version of the game. So that's not there, and I wasn't able to play that. I certainly do remember playing that back in 99 um, on the Game Boy Color, and what a fun time that was. And in a way, it's a missing feature, though it is one that you can take advantage of if you, say, played this game on either a smartphone or on some form of emulator, basically. You could get that back. Um, but would you want to play this game on some form of emulator? Well, that's what we really need to uh, need to discuss here, because there's one as great as a lot of the new features. And there are a lot of new features added into this game to talk about. There is one glaring feature that holds this back from really being that ultimate version of Super Mario Brothers. But for now, let's stick with the good. Um, this is a pixel-perfect port of the original 1985 uh, Super Mario Brothers. There have been no changes made as far as that, as far as pixel count goes. Okay, uh, there have been changes. At, I mean, not in pixel count, but there have been changes to some degree in coloration, though. And largely, I think they're improvements. Uh, in fact, one major improvement. But 
In this, you will get where uh, the water is actually more animated, as well as the fire that you experience in various Bowser's castles um, is is actually animated now. It flickers a little bit, and it's not just like this red blob that that bounces up and down, which makes for a very nice effect. Um, And I don't think that that's been reiterated other than you had Super Mario All-Stars, which came out a few years, quite a few years previous to this, uh, that would, you know, update the graphics to a 16-bit graphic experience um honestly i would you know like i said this does hold off from being the ultimate super mario brothers experience i would say that super mario brothers all stars is really where you can get the ultimate experience of the 1985 super mario brothers game Um, but one nice thing that this does update is actually it reverts or reverses the color scheme of luigi himself Right from the get go, Uh, you know, as to where before, I mean, this was it's a retcon. This is effectively a retcon that occurs because originally in the 85 Super Mario Brothers, uh, Luigi's colors are reversed where he has like the, um, you know, instead of his suspenders being the brown and wearing the green shirt, it's the other way around where he has like the green suspenders and, and so on. And it looks kind of odd. Or I think he even has the white. It, bottom line is, is that you get you. They fix Luigi's color scheme in this, to where he looks like Luigi as we know him in every game after the fact, from Super Mario Brothers two all the way up to you know the remastering of Luigi's Mansion. Um, and that's a nice little touch. Also, it does give you the ability to choose Luigi uh, from the get go, which I actually really enjoy that because I like Luigi as a character much better. Um, that's been true really since Super Mario Brothers two. But uh, when back in when the GameCube first came out, uh, when Luigi's Mansion came out, that really drove the point the point home. As much as I love Super Mario Sunshine on the GameCube, um, I thought Luigi's Mansion was just such a wild and fun game, uh, you know, and to play as Luigi, I thought was so cool. And it just really solidified the character's place, uh, I guess you could say, in my heart. Um, So that's a nice touch uh, to have that as well. Um, There are also other little updates here. Uh, They try to make the game. They give the game what you call an overworld okay which is would become popularized in super mario brothers 3 and then would become uh, a standard in subsequent uh, super mario brothers games especially super mario world and so on uh but the difference being with that is where with super mario with super mario brothers 3 and super mario uh, world and you know yoshi's island and so on like where the you could really interact more with the overworld this is really just like something they inserted you can't actually move back and forth between levels and it at all um it doesn't change the game really in any way it's just like an animatic between levels really uh and something to show you say when you die on a certain level as to where in the original NES version of the game it would just show you you know you'd see the little uh you know you'd see your little icon of your character and then it would tell you how many lives you had and maybe points and so on in this sense now it still shows you all that but instead of it just being a bunch of black screen like you were used to on the uh on the you know on the NES this now shows you an overworld and shows you where you are what level you're at and everything it's a nice touch it doesn't again it adds practically nothing it is totally visual flair um but a nice touch but again other than what i mentioned there's no visual differences between this game and the 85 uh, original certainly nothing as dramatic as super mario brothers all-stars now it's important to bring up that while i think a lot of people would see this before we get into the added features and they are you know like real added features not just like changes in style It's important to recognize that this game was a big deal because 
now, we're, you know, I personally, I don't know how many times I've purchased Super Mario Brothers, the 85 Super Mario Brothers over and over and over again. I mean, it's just something I seem to buy for every Nintendo system that ever came out. At the time, in 1999, this was kind of unheard of. Like, this was a big deal. Oh, they're going to re-release Super Mario Brothers? That's very newsworthy as to where now you just expect it on whatever Nintendo system you get, you're going to end up with some kind of re-release of it. Um, so this is, I mean, in, you know, look at the span of time. We're talking about very much, like, you know, almost a, a 15-year anniversary uh, effectively for this game. In fact, in Japan, it more or less would be. Uh, so that, you know, what I think a lot of people could look back on this and say, oh, yeah, they re-released Super Mario Brothers. In 1999, this was a really big deal. And Nintendo was cl- clearly treating it as such because while subsequent re-releases of the 85 Super Mario Brothers really wouldn't change a thing, they just, I mean, they dumped features into this game. This was a premier game for the Game Boy Color, far more so even than like Link's Awakening DX or anything like that. This was a premier game, and in many ways, it felt like a new game. I remember when I was first playing it in 99. Uh, I mean, it, there were just so many new features. Um, again, there was the aforementioned versus mode, which I said uh, is missing actually, from the 3DS version of it. Uh, but everything else is pretty much there. Um, there was a lot of functionality. This isn't. This is far from the most important, but at the time, the Game Boy printer, okay, which was this little printer adapter that you would attach to your Game Boy and you could print things out, take a picture, and so on. Uh, the Game Boy printer was something that Nintendo was pushing pretty hard. Um, this had a lot of unlockables, a lot of features where you could get you know, pictures that you could print and so on. Um, you know, and there's, there's a whole sub menu within the main menu where you can get to that and you can print things out. Um, and all of that's available and it's all unlockables. I mean, the amount of unlockables in this game, it might set a record for, for game boy. Uh, I mean, there are just, there are so many things, so many different things to unlock and you mainly unlock them, especially a lot of the stuff that you can print. You mainly unlock them just by beating the game itself, uh, by beating the, you know, the standard 1985 version of the game, uh, or what, you know, we could call from now on super Mario 1985, I suppose, or super Mario brothers, 1985, uh, just beating that will like when you beat a castle, it will unlock things. And that's interesting because, because there are so many unlockables, uh, including this would also give purchase to the or make a point of the point system okay no pun intended in the game because before who gave a shit like however many points you got like the only reason you collected coins is to get extra lives maybe um this game would also give the ability to save at certain points of course playing it on the 3ds you have restore points that you can set up which makes it a lot easier and not so brutal a game but this added in a lot of save points which was also a new addition to the 85 super mario brothers uh which you know you had to play through and once you ran out of guys you were done with this one you could do save games and so on uh which i'm sure was a lot of people appreciated because there's a there's a reason we're going to get to why this version of super mario brothers is particularly brutal but beating the game or you know various maybe going through it once or twice we'll talk about that all of these things would give you certain unlocks and you wouldn't want to warp through the game because you'd want to get as many points as you can because you needed a certain amount of points to unlock certain features of this game in fact really cool ones and also 
you had to beat certain castles to unlock things, say, that you could print and so on. Uh, so they made sure, like for a lot of people, I could imagine that this might have been the first time they ever, if they played through the whole game, this might be the first time they ever played through the whole game because it incentivized you to not warp, even though the, the ability to warp, say, you know, from level two and so on uh, were there. Okay, uh, but you didn't want to uh, for varying uh, reasons as far as that goes. So there's a lot of those unlockables. The other unlockable was there. There's a mode called you versus boo, which is interesting because you effectively get to race a ghost and ghosts are pretty much like I mean, it's a later insertion of characters really from future games, uh, you know, specifically like Super Mario Brothers three. And definitely this game, a lot of the design cues, like say the overworld and so on, is really trying to take cues from Super Mario Brothers three. And again, in many ways, retconning you know, franchise standards within Mario and putting them into the first game, which is all of which is really cool. And you versus boo is this interesting race through various levels where there's all kinds of trickery, very similar to super Mario brothers three, where like you have to turn and super Mario world as well, where you have to turn certain blocks, you know, you have to collect this and and make the block turn, uh, you know, from, from a dotted line into an actual physical block to maybe try and stop the ghost from getting to the end before you do. And so on. It's a really, really challenging, uh, very challenging mode uh, for the game, but adds a ton of replay value. I mean, just a ton. I mean, beating this game through and through, even on the 3DS, is a genuine challenge. It took me a while to beat everything. Um, and you do get medals for whatever you happen to, uh, you know, whatever you happen to best. Um, if you play through the game in its entirety, okay, well, okay, so first off, with you versus Boo, to unlock that, you have to get 100,000 points. Okay, and you can do that within a few levels. It's not that difficult. Um, if you start warping, I think it could still get to 100,000. But the other feature, before I talk about the medals, the other feature that you can unlock with points is what's called Super Mario Brothers for Super Players. Now, what this really is, is Super Mario Brothers Lost Levels. And of course, what Super Mario Brothers Lost Levels is, is actually Super Mario Brothers 2 that was originally released in Japan, not the Super Mario Brothers 2 that we know in the United States. And this version never got released in the United States until Super Mario Brothers All-Stars uh, never got. And, and of course, on this on Super Mario Brothers Deluxe, it never got released here because it was just considered way too like just just dramatically way too hard, way too hard. And there are like there's negative mushrooms, all this crazy shit. It is a really hard game uh, for a lot of people to play it in its somewhat original form. This is very much the first time that they were able to do that. And you only do that by collecting while playing the original 85 Super Mario Brothers and Super Mario Bros. Deluxe if you get 300,000 points. So you got a, you had a reason to get points um, and that would unlock it and then you could actually go through and play that game and then playing Super Mario Brothers for super players or lost levels by playing that, that would further unlock things for you. Now, it's not the complete version of lost levels. Um, there are, I, I think, like level nine and level D. I mean, there's the leveling system's kind of weird in that, uh, but they, they are not there even though they are on the ROM oddly enough. And I've seen some hacked ROMs that you can play on emulators where they would enable that and, and that would be, uh, you know, within it. So, in fact, I well, well, we'll talk more about hacked ROMs later because certain hacked ROMs might actually exist out there that do what I want this game to do, which would be very interesting. But I doubt it. I don't know how. I mean, you'd have to pretty much rewrite the game to solve uh, the big issue that we're going to get to in a minute. Anyway, having lost levels here is another thing where, yeah, this really becomes, even though lost levels isn't exactly complete, 
this really is trying. This is more proof that Nintendo was really trying to make this the ultimate version of one of the greatest games of all time, you know, and one of the most popular and most played, uh, that being the original 85 Super Mario Brothers. And it's a nice addition, and you get to play through it, but it runs into a similar challenge to what Super Mario Brothers Deluxe, or, you know, the 85 Super Mario Brothers as it's presented, runs into, which we'll get into in a second. Uh, anyway, you can get various medals uh, throughout this game. When you beat it, when you beat the original version of the game, you go through, you know, all eight levels, whatever, uh, you will get a Mario uh, Mario Award, okay, and it's a nice little medal. In fact, I'll probably make the Mario Award that I earned, I'll make that the the, um, the cover art for this episode, just so you can see it. You'll see my hand and you'll, you know, me taking the, you'll probably see my reflection in it. <laughs> and I'm taking the picture of it when it's uh, displaying on the 3DS screen. Um, if you go through it a second time, you can go through the entire uh, game a second time. And if you beat it that way, that's called uh, Star Courses or whatever. I mean, there's little changes here and there within it. Then you get the Bowser Award uh, for that. If there's another mode available, which is challenge mode, okay, and challenge mode is particularly interesting, but when you beat that, you actually get a Princess Peach uh, medal, but challenge mode takes you through, you can choose any of the 32 levels, you know, because 32 total throughout the eight uh, of Super Mario Brothers. And you you have to collect red coins and uh, Yoshi eggs through like all of these, you know, and get like, you got to try and beat this preset high score um, that's that's available for these levels once again making sense of the point system which in the original 85 game nobody cared like there was really no point i mean now people do it just for dick measuring i think but at the time you know it was it was just a pointless thing like who, who gives a shit about the points it's i know like it, it gets punny right pointless points but, <laughs> but regardless of that there's also uh, three other modes that are available, uh, or actually three or four that are like these extras. Uh, there's the toy box, which is where you can find certain things. But the toy box, and there's also the mystery room. These two features are where you can get a lot of the printable stuff uh, within it, which, again, are pretty much meaningless on the 3DS, you know, uh, but were certainly a major feature at the time with the Game Boy Color back in 1999. Uh, the other is the fortune teller, which the fortune teller is just kind of this weird like series of cards and it can tell you if you're uh, like extremely lucky very lucky unlucky or extremely unlucky if you actually get a card that says extremely lucky and you start a new game file it'll start you off with 10 lives instead of five which is i mean it's just like this weird little thing it is this is odd feature the other odd feature is and again this is pointing more at how this was really meant to be a premier game that probably didn't leave your uh your game boy color much is it had a calendar built into it like just a literal calendar and it you know it has like mario and, and luigi's head at the top and everything um and it doesn't really do much you can just use it like a calendar like you normally would and I don't know. I mean, it's just it's just kind of an odd an odd little little feature. Um, and, you know, you can mark things, you can set up specific events and, and all of that. I mean, admittedly, I like it more than I like Google Calendar, but <laughs> it's it's there. You know, it's just it's just one of these odd little uh, little features. So anyway, I mentioned challenge mode and how if you if you best that, if you get all the red coins, you get all the high score medals and all the Yoshi eggs, you get the peach award. Then uh, also, if you get uh, in in challenge mode, if you get over a million, I think it's like a million, one million, one hundred sixty thousand points, 
you get uh, the Toad Award um, if there's a t- if you get that on the total score meter, and then also if you actually beat Lost Levels or you know Super Mario Brothers for Super Players, if you beat that, uh, you get the Yoshi Award. So there's a few five awards to or five medals uh, to get within this, and certainly again this is not this will take you some time, and it is not easy. Okay, <laughs> Lost Levels is hard as fuck. Challenge mode is hard. You know you versus all, all these different features are pretty hard so it's to unlock everything uh, definitely takes you some time but that's also all of that is giving you real bang for your buck i mean it's remarkable now that you can get it for under five bucks you know for your 3ds uh, but back in the day even when you'd pay full price you know for it on the game boy color you were getting a lot of game for your money and again it did feel like especially at first it really did feel like holy shit this is the ultimate version of the ultimate game but then you run into one problem, and we need to talk about this problem, okay? The biggest problem here is that this game is pixel perfect. Yeah, they made little alterations. You know, Luigi's color scheme is right now. Uh, you know, his outfit, it looks right. Uh, you know, there, the water mo- the water has a little more animation. The fire has a little more animation and so on. There's an overworld. But otherwise, the game is pixel perfect. Here's what they did. The game doesn't fit on a Game Boy Color screen, like the size of the, you know, the palette that you're looking at, okay, for the game that you're used to when you'd play it on your 24-inch, you know, CRT television, right? That The size of that screen does not fit on a Game Boy Color. So what did they do? Instead of, like, necessarily shrinking the game or doing some kind of odd thing like that, they actually cut off vertically and horizontally 33% of the screen. And this presents a huge problem. Um, And I don't know who the fuck was thinking that this was a good idea uh, at Nintendo, but I would have I would have just altered the game. (laughs) I'm in awe that this was what they went with, partly because, you know, Super Mario, the 85 Super Mario Brothers is such a precision platformer. It's the, in many ways, it's not the original platformer, but in some ways that, you know, in many people's minds, it is. It is such a precision game, such precision controls. And it is, it relies upon you being able to see enemies as soon as they could possibly come onto the screen, right? Like you, you definitely would not want 33% of the screen missing when, you know, one of the bullet boys is coming or, you know, bullet guys or whatever they're, they're called are flying in. Okay, I mean, that's the difference between whether or not you jumping onto that tree platform makes sense or if it's going to be your certain doom Uh, or can you even make the jump that you need to see. So here's the problem, because they cut that off. A lot of times you're not seeing enemies as they come or you're not able to see where you need to jump up to hit a certain block. I mean, you're missing all kinds of things. It is a terrible flaw almost a game killing flaw i mean i'll tell you this it makes the game significantly fucking harder (laughs) like i'm glad there's restore points because shit i mean it it is a pain in the ass to play with this uh you know with with the fact that 33 percent of the screen up you know vertically and horizontally is missing from the game now you can stand still and you can move the uh you know you can move the d-pad to where it'll show you you can look up and you can look to the right but this is no good for speedrunners, which is probably why this isn't played to this day because that's really why a lot of people still play super mario brothers is to break certain speed running records even though i 
kind of have to believe that the record's been set, but I, I dare not say such a thing because uh, you never know. Um, but regardless, I think this is the real reason why most people don't play this version of the game. Otherwise, I think it would be the game exclusively that people would play or the version of the game that people would exclusively play because it is such a great presentation. It is pretty. It is nice to, you know, rock out Luigi, even though unlike in other Super Mario Brothers games, there's no real difference between the two characters. You know, super, like Luigi would have the ability to jump higher or longer and so on than Mario uh, in other games. You know, none of that's here, but it's just kind of fun to play as Luigi. But this is this is the problem. This is the singular problem. And the and the problem is, is that the problem is a huge problem. How many times can I say problem? It is a massive problem. It is literally, you know, the difference between life and death in this game that you can't see. I mean, we're, that's significant. 33%. We're not talking 10 or whatever. You're going to miss entire sections of this game of what you would normally see if you were playing it um on a you know on a on a on the larger screen on a tv screen um again i don't know what the reasoning was behind that why they went with that why they didn't i mean they would have been better off just stretching it to and like just trying to squeeze it down i don't know do whatever it took to make that happen um and this is what makes this game you know you know untenable this is what makes this game like if you asked me what version of Super Mario Brothers should I get? Uh, you know, if I've never played the game, which there are people out there who have never played Super Mario, the 85 Super Mario Brothers, I would tell you just get an, you know, buy like even on, on the 3DS, you can buy the original 85 version of the game that was available for the NES. Buy that one. Or if you can, if you, you know, if Super Mario All-Stars is available, like if you had the Wii, they, they did a beautiful release. I mean, it was a straight ROM port of it, but you know, they did a great release of Super Mario Brothers All-Stars. Just play that. Okay. Like that, that is the, really, that's the one to play. Or if you have an analog Super NT or, you know, whatever you got, if you can play Super Mario Brothers All-Stars, that's the way to play the original Super Mario Brothers. Or if you don't have that, just get the original 85 version. Yeah. All of the extra features are really nice. They're a lot of fun and they're very challenging. They give you a lot of bang for your buck with Super Mario Brothers Deluxe. But that cutting off of the screen and the fact that you can't see enemies coming or you can't see where you need to jump or, you know, any of that without having to stop and press to the right or press up, which could also end up killing you just because, you know, you hesitate in a game, a platformer like Super Mario Brothers and, you know, that again it's the difference between life and death in the game that's it's just it's such a huge flaw it's a shame because otherwise it is so beautiful again the extra features are phenomenal uh it's really well done i imagine they'll keep re-releasing it for whatever virtual console or switch online service that they have um but one day i i tell you i would love and this is what i said i i wanted earlier either the modding community can put those features into Super Mario Brothers itself, create a hacked ROM that puts all the additions that the, you know, that Super Mario Brothers Deluxe came with, put that into a ROM that could then play on a regular NES emulator. Either do that and also maybe add in, which which is funny because the last or the extra, the levels missing from lost levels. <laughs> ironic right <laughs> talk about puns uh but the levels missing from lost levels on super mario brothers deluxe they're actually in the code so if you could add those back in fix the screen issue that's the other thing you know i mean whatever it i don't know how this goes either you fix super mario brothers deluxe or you fix the 85 super mario brothers to have all this stuff in there um whichever way direction you take that 
if somebody came out with a hacked ROM like that, that would be the ultimate version of this game. And that would be a beautiful thing and makes a great case for emulators. Uh, maybe someone's already done that and I just missed it. I haven't seen it. Um, I've played a lot of hacked versions of various Mario Brother Mother mario brothers games as well as various homebrew mario brothers games uh and some of them are better than others some of them do absolutely beautiful things but this is the one i'd really like to see is where somebody gets rid of that 33 percent screen problem and but it's everything else that you're used that that you know and love with super mario brothers deluxe probably to some degree i dare say it might not even be possible but i I don't want to say that because I've seen things that I thought were impossible that somehow came to life. Um, but that would be phenomenal if somebody would release that. I would love it if Nintendo would do a full re-release of this and, you know, and fix that 33% screen problem. But, but, you know, just put in all those features. They'd probably take out the versus mode or maybe they could make a, you know, an online version of that um, where it could use the switches, you know, online service to have online play with it. Or, um, you know, I mean, yeah, you're probably going to get rid of the printer stuff, but that's fine. You know, like that wasn't that big of a deal uh, anyway. So, yeah, I would love somebody to really come out with the effectively the DX version of Super Mario Brothers Deluxe. Like the, even though I know DX stands for deluxe, but like the DX, the deluxe version of the deluxe version, that would be beautiful. Um, it's interesting to play if you don't mind going through the torture and you just want to try it out. It is interesting to play. If you love Mario Brothers that much, it is interesting to play. I played it because it's just a really wild piece of Nintendo history that I think a lot of people forget about. Um, it's a shame. I want to love it. I loved it in 99 until like it just got too brutal you know, with, with the fact that, that I'm missing so much of the screen and, and it really got in the way of, cause I'm kind of a speed runner just by nature in platformers. And the fact that I couldn't really comfortably do that, it really took away from the gameplay for me even back then. But at the time I loved it. I thought it was a revolutionary, you know, version of the game and so on. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, you know, stick with, like I said, Super Mario Brothers All-Stars or just play the 85 original um, as is. So, all right, that's going to wrap this one up. Uh, if I were to give this one a ranking, you know, again, this is just one I wouldn't like with the previous game that I reviewed in a, in a previous game talk. I think it was episode one of game talk uh, when we did. We covered Super Mario Land. OK. In that, I said, this is like, if you've never gotten into video gaming, this is the first video game to play. In some ways, Super Mario, the 85 Super Mario Brothers is very much the first game to play. But this is not the version of that to play because you'll just get frustrated. Okay, you know, because of the screen issue. Yeah, I mean, you'll get totally frustrated. So I wish I could recommend it in that way. I'm happy to give it the same score as the original super Mario brothers, because of all of the added features that really do bring a lot into the game and the opportunity in a very real way for a lot of people, I think maybe to, for the first time to play lost levels in it's closer to original format. Again, there's levels missing out of lost levels of all things, but you know, so is it giving it a ranking? I mean, if I'm going to give it something out of 10, uh, you know, I'll, I'll probably give it an eight out of 10 just because of the value add that's there. And you can, as long as you're willing to be patient, you can really play through that game. And it's, it is a pretty way of going through, you know, one of the greatest games of all time, but fuck, it'd be a 10 out of 10 if that screen 
you know, if it wasn't the issue with, with the screen where, you know, you're missing so much of it, it really would have been a 10 out of 10. So anyway, uh, game talk generally is not meant to go this long. This ended up going about an hour. Uh, but I guess I'm giving you a bonus since you're not getting the video, uh, this month that I've wanted to do. And because we're figuring out things, what we're going to do with game talk, um, amongst the, you know, everybody involved with sovereign tech and do give me, you know, based on what I told you earlier, I'd love to hear your feedback on, on what you would like to see happen with game talk if you want to keep it exclusive to you okay you know i'll I'll keep that in mind so but anyway yeah you got it you got a little extra here we ended up talking a little news and all that all of which i think was great and important and certainly would be a part of future game talks as well and we got us in a game review so that's why you're, you're getting a little bonus here anyway that'll be it for this episode of game talk i'll see you on the other side Woo. game over